Hey there, and welcome to Building a Podcast, another awesome episode coming at you today. We've got today uh, me, Obi-Wan Kenobricks, and with me we also have, of course, our co-hosts, uh, Brick Chef, and a special guest today, Imperial Bricks. How are you guys doing today? Good. Doing awesome. good, doing good. Glad to yeah. be here. Glad to be back. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, to that to that point, I will just kind of point out that, of course, last week we did not have a live episode to stream with you guys. And, you know, I, I apologize that we weren't able to bring that to you, but we wanted to make sure we were at our best selves so we could give you the best content to enjoy. So last week we had a lot of things going on and uh, kind of you know, personally and, and professionally and all that. But we're back together today and we're excited to share with you some interesting things that have happened through the week with uh, with Lego and then to kind of skip straight into our interview component uh, because we're very excited to hear from Nick, the Imperial Bricks here today. And so uh, with that, let's just go ahead right on into um, our news segment with Ethan, the Brick Chef. Yes, news. News this week has been very, very a lot. It's been a lot of news <laughs> since we were gone last Very week. Lot. We have two weeks worth of reveals to cover. Um, so we're just going to get right into it. Sales wise, not too many things happening right now. Uh, Lego has kind of phased out their sales for the time being. Obviously, we're, it's safe to assume Black Friday, some more sales will come out. But until then, yeah. uh, just some basic sales from general retailers. Always be checking Walmart and Target. Zavi specifically, I know, is running a couple of really good sales. Um, some of the bigger, larger, uh, more expensive Lego sets are heavily discounted on Zavi right now. So that would be a really good place to check. And then Amazon, as always, is just running various sales. Um, always be checking on the lookout for that. Um, we're going to be moving right on in to the newly revealed sets. We have a bunch of them. Two specific waves of sets that we're going to be looking at. Um, First of all, we have the new Chinese New Year sets. Every year for the past, I want to say, about four years now, Lego's been making these uh, Lunar New Year sets. Um, this year, I believe, will be the year of the rap. So we'll be seeing that theming a lot. I want to pull up this one first, the Lunar New Year Parade. What do you guys think about this one? Let me take a look at that. I honestly haven't looked at this one yet, but it does look like, wow, there is a lot to that, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, these sets I mean, are always very, very interesting. Um, yeah. Last year, the bigger set was like an ice rink. So this is very interesting, this uh, pure, or parade, sorry. It yeah, looks I mean, like there's a lot you can do with that in terms of like rearranging and stuff. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, yeah, I was just going to say, it looks like, they, I mean, they usually seem to go all out on these kinds of sets where they don't have a license because i guess they have more budget to work with as far as like <laughs> that they're using and stuff like that yeah no totally like uh and i want to say that there's some type of function um you can see technic there i'd imagine those yeah. roll and the different parts will move um so that'll be definitely a very cool feature i want to see if i can get a better picture of it here's the i thought this was a funny feature um Ooh. They already <laughs> found a reuse for thanos's head <laughs> um so they're just like I guess they're wow. supposed to be wearing just like very big, like, like masks heads. or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm not That's too familiar with the, the culture and whatnot, but I'm assuming that is accurate. Um, yeah. If, if you're listening after the fact, I, what we're looking at the, this Lunar New Year set, this is running for $129 coming out in January. Um, and these minifigures have not only the regular heads, but they also have these larger ones. Um, the same mold used for Thanos and they they're they're even pink and look like they're some kind of mask or it's almost like a, a like a bubble or something like that 
Yeah. I also want to point out, I wish there was a better picture of him. Um, I wonder if, see if I can get a zoom, but there you can see classic space pieces. Um, and I think yeah, the designers the knew exactly what they were doing. The purple uh, helmet, correct me if I'm wrong, is pretty rare. And it now is, it's yeah. going to be in a pretty common set. And I know people really like to get those classic spacemen. So that'll be yeah. definitely very cool. I mean, it's it's uh, it's still $129 set. So at least, I mean, it's not going to drive the price down that much. But um, for context, yeah, the uh, the only place that you could find that purple helmet previously was in a, a Knight's Kingdom 2 set. Uh, the minifigure's name was Danju, and it was, it was a completely purple armored knight, uh, which actually I have. Um, and I, I had two of them. I, I turned one of them into the Spaceman, like we talked about, by taking the uh, collectible minifig that had the, the classic space logo on it and then putting the helmet and all that on him. So, yep. Just need purple uh, air tanks now. We'll be a complete. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think he has the purple air tanks. Does he really? Uh, oh, yes, my God. Now I'm stoked. Yeah. yeah. Um, these are very interesting. What do you think about these, Nick? Um, those, yeah, really quickly, I did want to mention, um, it's pretty cool that they're using the Thanos head on a standard minifigure because I know, um, Citizen Brick is really popular for their kind of giant heads that they yes. sell. And it'll be interesting to see if they come out with anything that looks more like a normal head or a yellow head even, um, because that'll be like, usually when you think of a big head, you think of custom. And so it'll be cool to see that mm -hmm. coming themselves yeah no you're totally right I, I didn't even think about that because yeah citizen brick does make all sorts of wonky shaped heads for those of you who don't know citizen brick mm -hmm. is a a custom company uh and they make in my opinion some of the more higher quality customs um and their molds are extremely good they make tons of custom molds they make weird like cone head uh minifig heads just elongated minifig <laughs> some really crazy stuff but yeah, no, specifically the large head um, is something interesting. And yeah, that would be very cool if Lego just makes it in like a normal yellow. Yeah, that'd be neat. A lot of, yeah. lot of potential uses but there. This looks for $90. I mean, um, it'd be interesting. I, I think they're trying to go for like uh, adults with this kind of thing where it's just purely display and as like a kind of a premium price point there. Yeah, no, uh, even by the name, it's literally just Lunar New Year display. Um, it's still, I think it's very... They, it's a very cool design. Um, I think it's definitely definitely different. I, I am liking these. Um, the art theme at first was, in my opinion, like a little lackluster, but these mm -hmm. more like three D art pieces that they're kind of doing are really really cool, in my opinion. Yeah, this one really caught my eye when I first saw that. Um, that I, I like the details on it and the kind of kite set. You know where it's like uh, like diagonally set there. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. It just really pops right off of the display, too, because of that that flower coming off of it. Really neat. Very creative. Yeah. And when you see something that's like, you know, not just straight up and flat on the top, you don't really think of Lego when you first look at it. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, these are definitely very cool. I, I will say every year the Lunar New Year sets um, are very cool. I'll have to say they're the like you I think like you said earlier, they're just probably working with a bigger budget and they can just do a lot more with these sets um this is the first time we're getting like a more generic type uh set where it's not in like the whole themed uh box art where this is just a more generic uh money tree so i think this is pretty <laughs> yeah. cool too all those little printed parts on there yeah i think something to say about these kind of uh seasonal sets that they do for the chinese new year specifically is i i want to say that um lego is actually 
like, you know, there's a lot of issues with fake, fake Lego bricks being made in China. And mm. I think they've, uh, Lego has tried to, you know, sue those companies, obviously, because they want to be selling, they want people to buy their bricks. And I think that the, usually it's pretty hard to do that um, in China because the government doesn't really enforce a lot of those things that you have like fake Louis Vuitton bags coming out of there. And oh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, kind of because Legos worked with the Chinese government to, cause they've won a lot of these lawsuits. Um, I think oh, they yeah. kind of do this to be like, not like as a thank you, but to show that, you know, they're doing stuff for their market because they've kind of gone out of their way to make sure that Lego can sell their bricks, um, and not have people ripping them off and making fake versions as easily. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. And I think that even like moving on to this other new, the revealed set, this theme, I think, um, a lot of people thought it was gone. Um, as all the sets are currently uh, off the website Monkey right kid. now, I believe. Yeah. Um, but this uh, seemingly is still going, Monkey Kid. Um, and I think what their plan is, is just that it will be only sold in China uh, physically. And then you'll still be able to order it on Lego.com and every other country. They just will no longer be having it in their stores. Because um, I think this stuff, uh, the Monkey Kid stuff, does sell really well over in China as... The Monkey King is obviously a very popular folktale over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's a uh, Monkey King Ultra Mech. Um, that is really cool. It gives me very strong Gundam Wing vibes. <laughs> it's really uh, impressive looking thing. Yeah, it looks yeah, like no. they're really going in on those. I remember. I'm pretty sure they did a another mech similar, kind of similar to this one in the previous wave, didn't they? Yeah, no they they have a very big mech almost every wave now. It <laughs> seems. Yeah, that's cool. Very intricate printed eye there. Um, looks like a sticker on the forehead, but um, and Monkey Kid does do a lot of this. Like they have a lot of these like custom plastic parts, mm -hmm. um, like bendable flexi plastic, which you don't see in like a lot of other themes. No, you're right. Yeah. No, yeah, I think it's for, at least for Monkey Kid, it makes sense because um, you know you can add a lot of color and have it it's not printed i think it's easier to make than having like a printed brick but you still add like it looks way bigger because you see those big smoke clouds kind of coming up yeah. from behind or like feathers whatever those are supposed to be oh yeah, yeah. No, totally totally gives a um, lot more presence doesn't it and it doesn't add a lot of cost to them i think in the back end of things right yeah that's neat yeah no and it looks like that can kind of be added on in multiple ways there it's like a half backpack, half sort of um, almost hand weapon that uh, he's like some kind there. of weapon. Yeah, yeah, that is really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, no, totally. Um, and is then obviously, the only, was that the only Monkey Kid set that there is on there? Yeah, yeah, it's the only Monkey that's Kid that's newly yeah. coming out. Yeah, or is it the only one on the website right now? I think uh, probably. I have no clue. Um, <laughs> it could be the <laughs> only those. one on the website right now. Um, and then. Uh, I don't know if they've done this previously. I think there was maybe one last year, but there's another Duplo set also coming with the new wave of uh, Chinese New Year sets as well. Yeah, I think and they did do one. I think I've seen one before. Yeah, but it's always nice to see that um, in the Duplo as well. Oh, and then they still have a bunch of Monkey Kids sets on the website. Actually, I just looked. Oh yeah, so they still have, probably yeah. have the previous yeah, still... wave. Um, yeah, still looks on like there. They just have uh, disappeared from stores. Uh, in america at least yeah they didn't really do a lot to promote the theme here in the u.s honestly i mean and the first time i, I saw it i was like what's this Is yeah it by mistake <laughs> and i don't think that was ever really their intention honestly 
No, they have Ninjago, which performs really well with their base here in the in the states, and I think that they almost see it as as a competing. Um, they actually type retired of theme. Ninjago, didn't they? So I I don't think I think what the plan is is that they're going to reboot the show. I, I don't really know, but the show never is at it. its final season. Um, okay. So I, I doubt that means the sets will will end, but. The show is at yeah. its final season. That'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Because they now there's no like no space, no castle. The ninjas were kind of like the last thing. Exactly. Kinda, yeah, no in house that kind of goes back to where they originally started. Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And then uh kind of taking a different direction, uh, Avatar uh just got its first wave not too <laughs> long yeah. ago at all. And the second wave of sets has now been revealed. They all seem to be based on the new film, which makes sense. Um, get that first wave established for the original movie that obviously never had any sets because this theme didn't exist back in 2009 when this movie came yeah. out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so these wave of water sets, I like these sets way more than the first wave. I don't know. Um, they're very interesting. They definitely look interesting. I, I think it's cool. I thought it was cool seeing um, the sets that they did do for the first movie because, I, I mean, I remember watching that movie in 2009. It was, I think it was a big deal because the effects were supposed to be pretty good for that time, right? Yeah, they no. were. Yeah. It's they, funny, though, because if you, you rewatch it now, it's it's really not that impressive anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the same thing happens with, like, uh, Lord of the Rings with uh, Smeagol and, honestly, watch The Phantom Menace. And, it, you know, in 1999, when that came out, I was like, this is amazing. And then I look back, and I'm like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I do really like those tall, like, super tall minifigures, though. Um, yeah, no, Those are <laughs> really interesting. They're very interesting, <laughs> um, for sure. I'm still yet to get my hands on any of the Avatar sets. I, I really want to have one of those figures in hand and kind of see how they yeah. compare. Well, and they, of course, have the uh, the Brickheads one as well. Yeah, that's funnily enough the only set I have. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you know, I like that with this wave, they've got a lot that are like in varied price points too. Instead of just like the Tree of Souls, it was $150 and, uh, you know, there's... I think there's yeah no there's definitely better variety I think here. The in terms of actual play sets, there's a cheaper. I think the cheapest one in the last wave was like forty, maybe fifty dollars. Uh, yeah, um, I think you're right. So this one's a nice, guys. a nice cheap one. Yeah, yeah, you got as low. Wait, well, you've got as low as twenty four ninety nine. I think as well. Yeah, so, this one as well. Illu um, Discovery. Oh, I think. Oops. I think what's really cool is that a lot of them have, um, or almost all of them have new molds. And yeah, I no. The tree, the tree of souls, or whatever it was, has even like a full-on horse, or whatever it's called. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. This is, I think, my favorite of the wave. This whale. That is interesting. Yeah, yeah. And that, the huge piece for the head there is super. There's cool. a really kind of big molded piece. Yeah, no, yeah, it's like cool. three pieces for the top, and then the bottom is also its own piece. So it's very, very, very specialized. Yeah, it's very, very much so. There. Yeah, it's got like this hammerhead kind of style that goes off on both sides. I on mean, that, on I'm really intrigued that. really to see how this movie does, especially I don't yeah. know if you guys keep up with like more pop culture news and stuff. But James Cameron, yeah. I guess, recently made a statement saying if this movie doesn't do well, he's just going to end it after oh. the third one, even <laughs> though he wrote five. Um, wow. And they're set to start production on the fourth, like super, super soon. Yeah. 
uh, which I thought is kind of funny because I do think it is a bit, I think it is a very interesting decision that we are just now getting the second movie, like uh, yeah, exactly. a decade later. Um, yeah. And they've already filmed a third and are be- like, <laughs> they, I think are a little bit overconfident. And I think, it's funny that James Cameron is now making these statements. Um, yeah. Does he have a premonition here? About yeah. After, success? especially after like bashing like the MCU for releasing too many movies. Uh, yeah. Right. But I've written five. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. And, but now I'm going to end it if this one doesn't do good. So, right. Jeez. I don't know. I personally, I've never been a big, you know, avatar fan. Honestly, it's, it's interesting. I I probably need to go back and watch the original to remind myself of everything that happened or, you know, like why, like what the plot even was. <laughs> I think the, the mechs, I'll, I'll, I mean, the, I think the general plot was, you know, the humans pull up on this alien planet and there's a huge, um, mineral deposit below that, the tree of souls. And that's like, it's like this massive tree that's like the size of a city where they all live. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to, the humans want to knock down that tree and get into the mineral deposit and typical humans. They also you're right. Uh, and they also <laughs> have the ability, the guy like can get in that, in that like tanning bed. And then he's all of a sudden. Yeah. Avatar <laughs> oh, you put that. Yes, like, I do. Remember sides. That. But there's a, I think what's cool is there's a there's a big battle in the jungle and you see the, the guy with the scar on his face is in that mech. They made a set of it. And I remember that mech scene being cool where he's fighting one of like the big animals in the jungle. That's really all that stood out to me though. And some of the vehicles yeah. are cool. They did they actually had um there's like an air battle going on as well because they can fly on those dragons. Right. Yeah. So there's, yeah. there's some cool fight scenes, I guess you could say. Yeah, no, it's it's a very yeah, and I, I think kind of the end of the movie, um, yeah, they just destroy everything. It's kind of a bad ending. Um, if I'm not so I guess we'll we'll be curious well, what happens in the second one. They, there's very little that they've given about this new one, and this new trailer, like very like, I think vaguely hints at something, and that it's that there's this new tribe of of Avatar people that are in the water this time, and I guess the daughter of Jake the guy who becomes an avatar in the last one can feel like the heartbeat of some tree. And I guess the water people have their own tree underwater. So, uh. the, so the avatar we know go to them and they're like, Hey, let us stay with you. And then the water people are like, no, you're going to bring the <laughs> war to us. So I think that's probably roughly what that movie will be about. <laughs> Perfect summary. Yeah. Honestly, I just, I just need to see if they can work out some way to do a uh, avatar slash avatar, the last airbender crossover. Cause oh then we'll goodness. have, you know, like they already had all the Lego sets for avatar airbender. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, that, uh, yeah, that's, that's a, that's an interesting uh, theme that they've done. They did like, what is it? Like yeah. three sets. Yeah, it was, yeah, it wasn't very sets. many. Was it? Yeah. And I think what the whole thing was, that was when they first did a partnership with Nickelodeon. Um, yeah, and the deal with Nickelodeon was they could take two things uh, that they thought would be uh, profitable, and then they made sets, and then whichever I think sold more became a full theme. And of course, SpongeBob beat Avatar. That makes sense. Yeah, we had a comment. Thanks for doing this. A lot of great information. We appreciate that. Yeah, we're we're trying to be informative and all that. Oh yeah, uh, honestly, as long as this some, is some comments. You know. As long as this is better than the Matrix Resurrections, I'm I'm cool with it. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, this set uh, is very interesting. 
uh the submarine there's yeah, not a lot of like yeah. aquatic stuff that lego makes so it's very cool to see this yeah that's very true i like the turbines in the back that's very cool and uh kind of the two fun to note there. that there looks to be a f for the first time a functional bow no way yeah wow holy cow that's amazing so oh yeah it looks like it uses some kind of uh stud shooting mechanism spring loaded some type of something oh that's so cool wow well, I mean, do you foresee them using, like, did they develop that to use in future castle sets? Mm, I, who knows? I, I mean, I there's got to be a reason they made that piece. Cross-Eye could, or, sorry, not cross Hawkeye could get it in uh Yeah, black, Marvel. You know? There's definitely a lot of potentiality for oh, Hawkeye, a for functional, sure. yes. a functional bow and arrow. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then I guess this will just take a look at this final uh, set here. Uh, this refoam. I, I think is this is a very interesting one. Or is that one. plastic? I would assume it's plastic. It looks uh, like plastic. Just yeah. the way it holds. And it's kind of shiny. Uh, yeah, it looks like it has like a clear. Yeah, yeah I see that. No, I couldn't bar. see from a distance. I like the oh, facade cool. effect of like half of it being over water, though. With the, what yeah. they've done. It's not fully connected, but you you still like get what they're going for. Yeah, and they give you those rock pieces to give you the underside there, and then that little kind of a shelf of blue plates there to show where the water uh, level would be. That's really interesting. Yeah, there's a neat lineup. Yeah, definitely lots of also recolors of pieces too. Now that mm -hmm. I'm noticing, and just like the ocean parts. Yeah, there's got some lime green fish there, and uh, those tree pieces there. Those are cool. Yeah, it kind of gives you a good coral effect. Wow, this is neat. Yeah, yeah, I, think was, I think they picked some good uh, sets to actually sell. I mean, just thinking about it from the perspective of like a younger kid who's buying this, I think these will catch people's eyes for sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. I mean, they got a lot. I mean, a lot's riding on this movie, apparently. So, yeah, at least in yeah. Disney eyes. Um, <laughs> uh, and I think that'll move it up. Yeah. So, as we said, a lot of, of retired stuff. Or sorry, mm -hmm. newly revealed stuff. I'm getting ahead of myself. Newly revealed, retired. We are going to be moving into <laughs> the last chance section on Lego, um, which is the retiring sets. Um, a lot has changed here. Um, it's willing to note that I think prior we had about 14 products here, and now there are 40 products here. Uh, so they've expanded mm. their list. There's also a couple things missing uh, that I want to point off right off the bat. The Imperial Star Destroyer is gone, uh, so that set yeah. is retired. And the Disney Castle, uh, probably even more popular than the other one I just mentioned, is now mm -hmm. also retired. They are no longer present on this list. So that would means the stuff that was here previously, like these top couple items, are probably going to be gone very, very soon. Uh, yep. Like the Bugatti specifically. Go ahead, let's Thomas. let's well let's let's also explain to the viewers uh, you know if anybody's listening or watching um what does retired mean what does that you know what does that entail for a lego set well once a lego set is retired that means lego is no longer going to be producing it so uh it'll be mm -hmm. essentially going up rapidly in price um yeah as we know lego um at this point is just looked at as uh sometimes by some people a pure investment 
which is very fair as it is. Mm -hmm. uh, Lego tends to appreciate and value quite a lot, especially once it yeah. retired retires and especially depending on what theme it falls under um, specifically like the Disney castle and the star destroyer will both most likely appreciate a lot in value. Absolutely. Now what it doesn't mean is that it will disappear immediately from stores. Um, whatever inventory is remaining in your local stores will be there until it is not there. So, you know, take that with, you know, whatever sense of urgency you need for these sets that appear on this list, because once they're gone, they will not come back there. Uh, that's it. So uh, check around with your, I mean, you, it doesn't appear on these, uh, the, what are we talking about? The star destroyer and the Disney castle are not on this list anymore, meaning that they are officially retired out of Lego's uh, distribution. However, you might do well to check with your local store or to look at a discovery center and see if they still have any in stock because they may, they may, but once they're gone, they're gone. Yes. Yes. Um, so I think these first couple I've been here um, and then we're going to quickly start getting into stuff that they've added. Um, I think actually the one thing to say about retiring, I think the, when they say it's retiring, I think that means that they've stopped producing it. But like mm -hmm. you said, they could still have it in stock on the website or in stores or not even just Lego stores, but like Walmart or Target still. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah. Depending on on it's, if it's exclusive to Lego store or not. Yeah, that's a good point. Because like you're not obviously you're not going to find the Imperial Star Destroyer UCS model at the at Walmart. But uh, a lot of these other sets. Yeah, absolutely. Check your local stores. I mean, honestly, I've seen <laughs> I've seen sets that were retired a year or two before at uh, at random stores every once in a while like a Coles might have something that was like that retired a couple years ago but um yeah yeah especially with the less popular like playset stuff yeah that, yeah that absolutely. Tends to happen um but yeah no so we start getting into uh some marvel sets these are new uh the eternal yeah. sets and some of this is a bit scattered um but the eternals are here um and i think a couple others are also going so those are yeah. gone if you didn't last that long yeah, no, and that's uh, a couple of these sets were relatively new. Um, mm -hmm. The Lunar New Year uh, sets, that's pretty typical. They usually retire a year after just to make room for the new ones. For the next nice um, ones, yeah. But this Picnic in the Park is no less than uh, a year old. Um, very new hmm. set. Same with the Imperial Probe Droid as well. Yeah, the Probe Droid I was thinking of, yeah. Um, so those are definitely very soon. Um, these three we all knew about. Yeah, and then we're getting into some dots. I'm surprised to see this one go so fast. Um, I am too. I figured they could stay on shelves for plenty of time. And yeah, no, no like reason being as how generic it is. Um, yeah, yeah. And then That's another, I think, pretty new city set is also going to be gone. Uh, Sanctuary Two Endgame Battle is also going to be gone. I I rarely saw that one in stores, honestly. Yeah, no. Um, Wildlife Rescue, another city set. Garganto Showdown. That's okay, that one really one surprised too. me. Yeah, that very yeah, much surprised very me. Very I mean, new was... set. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there's that other set. Um, Vian Ambush. Um, shout out to this really good friend set, in my opinion, the Canal Houseboat. Um, that's going to be also retiring. Um, Want to point out here, um, the Robot Inventor. Um, Mindstorms, they announced that they will be retiring uh, Mindstorms. Yes. Uh, theme. So yeah. if that is something that you are really into, I would get these now because they will not be making a new version of this. Um, so, yeah, these will probably honestly go up a lot in price um, just due to the fact that we know they won't be making another iteration of them. Um, 
I'm not sure how yep. popular they were, to be honest, but I know some people really enjoyed them. So if that was your thing, yeah. I would get these now while you still can. Very long-standing theme. Yes, yes. And then some more just general sets. A lot of city, friends, uh, stuff. Another interesting thing to see so soon, all the Luigi Mansion stuff is going to be gone uh -huh. already, which is very interesting. Um, I thought that would stick around for a little bit longer. I did too, but um, you don't see a lot of other Mario sets in there. Just the Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, it's very right? interesting. Just shows um, that uh, Luigi's always the side character. Right? Yep, exactly. <laughs> Luigi's always getting the sore, sore end. Yeah, of who's who's sure. the real star, right? <laughs> exactly. We'll see how much uh, screen time he gets in that new movie, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, Monkey Kid set is uh, retiring there. Uh, Shang Chi. Uh, the other Shang-Chi set is finally going. Surprised that that mm -hmm. one stuck uh, longer than the dragon. Yeah. Um, all the wildlife sets seem to be going. Uh, Minecraft set. Um, one of the normal Mario sets. And then the other Luigi Mansion set, obviously. Uh, some more Dot stuff. Uh, Monkey Kid a Monkey set. Kid. And then just Dots to round out. Uh, so... Quite a number of things that they are phasing out here. So if any of those were mm -hmm. on your list of something you wanted to pick up, now would be the time to get them before they are gone. Yep. Not surprising with how many new sets we're getting and many more to be revealed soon, I'm sure. But, but you know, again, it's it's always one of those things like, oh, I don't want to miss out on the opportunity. So there, there are a lot of really good ones on here. A lot of really yeah. iconic sets. And Nick, uh, the, I... the Fab Five Loft and yeah. the uh, Batwing. Gosh. Nick, I know you're not that big of a set person, but is there anything on this list that you might pick up before it uh, retires? Um, personally, no. I think it's pretty interesting that the Imperial Probe Droid is on there. Um, right. And I and just in general, I mean, I wonder for some of the sets that haven't been out as long if they just didn't do very well, and so they're mm -hmm. like, all right, well, there's no reason to keep producing these because people aren't buying them, so they're we not selling them now. Yeah, no, I mean, that very well could be it. It's it's um, something to think about for sure. But uh, for, like, I guess not advice, but if there's anything that I think would be a really good investment besides that uh, Batwing right there, the Bugatti, even though that's been out for quite some time, um, I think, the you know, those car sets, I know this, the little speed champions tend to do pretty well, and that's like a uh, – I think it's 1 to 10 scale, and I believe there's um, – what's it called the gt i think it's a gt3 rs a porsche that they did yeah kind of a while back, and that one's at least doubled and you know yeah no dollars mm. you know doubling is still a big chunk of money right there oh, oh yeah. yeah oh yeah good investment <laughs> yeah absolutely um and i think that's just about going to wrap things up uh on our news um very quickly i think uh before we get into it uh, the interview portion, I will want to say we have three gift with purchases that they are currently running. Uh, two of them oh, can yeah. be found both in stores and in person. Uh, both of those are going to be for VIPs only. Uh, the $50 threshold is a funky VIP uh, add-on pack. I think they're <laughs> going to be doing this for the foreseeable future, which I don't mind because they're really cool. They're like the extra bags, except they're just gift with purchases now instead of something you buy. Um, and this one has a lot of various things like pigs, pineapples, cotton candy, weird stuff like that. <laughs> um, and then uh, 
the next one for $65 is one of those weird GWPs. It's coasters, uh, some nice like rubber coasters that are just uh, mini fig heads, which are very cool. And those are your two um, online slash in-store gift with purchases. And then finally for $200, this is an online only a for VIPs as well is a cool, uh, nice blanket. Um, so I thought that was huh. a very nice uh, gift with interesting. Purchases. blanket is always very, very interesting. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to get us into our main guest, which is Imperial Bricks. Um, yeah, excellent. And I, I'll let you go ahead and uh, kick it off with the questions, Thomas. Sure. Well, you know, to start things off, uh, we start with kind of a, a couple of generic, you know, the introductory type of questions. And I, I know as as somebody who primarily does, you know, uh, creations for his own business, um, that you're not quite as much into the uh, collecting of sets and themes, but uh, we'd love to know um, out of what is out there right now or out of what has been there in the past, what is your favorite Lego theme? Um, well, my favorite Lego theme has got to be Star Wars. I think that's um, why, I've, I feel like. why I've chosen Star <laughs> Wars for uh, the business, but um, yeah. a really close second would have to be Speed Champions. Uh, in my hmm. free time, I do watch a lot of car YouTube. I do enjoy all the car kind of stuff going on right now nice, there's always nice. something new coming out and um i think it's i think the um speed champions theme in general is just really underappreciated because it's not just that they have like a license like star wars but they actually get licensing for every single car and so they mm -hmm. have to reach out to like all these different brands and they make it happen and so we've gotten some really cool cars that i don't i think i would not have expected if you told me this would be a thing like 10 years ago back when i was playing with lego yeah no that yeah that is a very, very interesting thing to point out you're right like they do have to reach out to all those different car manufacturers um i also do want to say um as well i think another great thing about speed champions is like they constantly find a way to like introduce really cool and like new but also very useful elements um and, <laughs> yeah. and techniques yeah like yes i only just recently got into it but like some of the newer wave of speed champions cars like that lamborghini countach specifically some of the techniques on that thing are absolutely incredible yeah i i agree on that honestly as somebody who built lego in the 90s and then took a break in the 2000s and came back only a couple of years ago i i built the toyota super and i was like this took me like three times longer than i expected because i had to keep on like unbuilding and rebuilding it <laughs> but it's really cool how they've come up with these new uh, techniques to accomplish a lot of complex angles and things like that. It's it's really amazing. I'm I'm very impressed with what they've done. Yeah, uh, we no, had a comment on there from. The whole, uh, I think the whole front end is. Oh, sorry. No. No, you're yeah yeah. Just just we've got an echo of that from uh, from one of our uh, viewers. Uh, crazy how complex they've gotten compared to the original ones. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, plus cars were were one by four, you know they were four studs wide in the in the older city and town sets and now you're talking you know six or more sometimes go ahead though um no you just mentioned building the supra and um i think i traded that one into atlanta brickco but they the supra like the whole front end is like upside down and then you have the brackets that kind of make up the air intakes on the front and yeah yeah that is a crazy set i i love that it's it really threw me for a loop honestly and since we're speaking yeah. of sets, do you have a favorite official Lego set? Yeah, my favorite official Lego set's got to be the um, original Mos Eisley Cantina. Uh, oh, the, yeah. That set comes with printed arm Greedo. 
And yes, I, I had that one too. <laughs> all the, I mean, it's, you know, it's crazy how, how little Lego will, or how, how few minifigures from Star Wars have printed arms or printed legs. You'd think of if any theme is going to have, you know, crazy detail on the figures, that's the Star Wars theme is going to be all out as far as that's concerned. And it's just not the case. So we have figures from 2004 that have more detail than the ones that are coming out today. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it's, it's very wacky. It's all over the place for sure. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that said, I mean, it's got like, it's not just the cantina too, as the dewback with the stormtrooper that goes with it. And yes. you know, that big animal is always like, was always something cool, I guess, that stands out in the sets. Yeah, no, yeah absolutely. I thought so too. That sand green dewback is uh, is hard to find now too. And Oh yeah, yeah most of those, cool. those sets, I mean, they're like, not not that one in particular, but some of the Star Wars sets are over twenty years old now. So yeah, I mean, it's gonna start <sighs> I know smaller and smaller. Uh, Don't remind me. <laughs> Honestly, like when I came back to Lego, I was like, "Why is this an expensive? Like, why is this sought after? I don't understand." Like, it, it seemed like just kind of a a random little one off type of set that I didn't think would have appreciated that much in value, but but it's it's very sought after. Yeah. Oh, we had another comment there. Glad that they didn't do arm and leg printing all the time because they did the many things with me as special. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that definitely. Um, well, you know, to that point, also along the lines of, of uh, you know, talking about older Lego sets like that. Uh, do you remember what it is that first drew you to Lego? If it was just, you know, just you know, being a kid and enjoying the, you know, the Lego as a toy, or you know, how do you become a fan? Uh, for me, I mean, I can remember a day where I woke up. And my parents had gotten one of those just, this was probably in like 2003 or 2004, just like a bin. I think it was, it came like, it's those boxes that look like a big Lego brick kind of on the Oh top. yeah. 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 Like black and they were just built. They just showed, my dad showed it to me because my dad had Lego or some form of that when he was a kid. Um, and then I just, as far back as I can remember, I've had them. I remember, the first set that I had was actually Scoop from Bob the Builder, uh, Duplo <laughs> set, um, and that's from 2000, uh, the year 2000, I believe. And okay. so when I was I was born in 2000, so when I was like two years old, that was what I was playing with in kindergarten and that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, and that's most great. ambitious IP crossover ever, Lego, Lego Bob <laughs> the Builder. Sure, it's really successful. Yes. Yes. For the time. Yeah, no. Um, did you have like any like dark age growing up? Yeah, so when I or not when I, but uh when Disney bought Star Wars, um, like I, I remember that day and you know, I've been to Disney World, but I've never been a fan of like the Disney stuff hmm. specifically. Like the mm -hmm. rides were cool, going to the Lego store at Disney World was cool, but I'm not like a Mickey Mouse fan or yeah uh mm -hmm. like a disney princess fan like i don't i don't get the people who want to buy the big disney castle lego set like i would never buy that in a million years but um when disney bought star wars i was like i i didn't i i loved george lucas and what he had created and i didn't want him to give that up and so when they sold star wars i was like because and that's the thing i was um after I stopped with like the Duplo and that kind of stuff, I was really big into the Star Wars themed Legos. And yeah. so that was what was really holding me to Lego was the Star Wars part of it. And once Disney bought Lucasfilm, I was like, 
it's not going to be the same anymore. And I yeah. actually just completely stopped with anything Lego related mm. uh, from, I think that was, it's either 2012, maybe it's like the end of the year. Yeah. Around then. Yeah. Hmm. And then just until um, 2020 when I, when the pandemic wow, yeah. hit, uh, that was like, I completely clocked out of Lego. Yeah. Wow. Was, it, was there some, other than like, I know, I think that's like similar for a lot of people. Pandemic got, yeah. But was there anything? <laughs> was there like, did you buy like a big set or something during the pandemic? Was there something specific that brought you back? So I actually, um, I wanted to do some stuff to my car that I had at the time. And so I actually, we had all the Lego from when I was a kid, just, you know, three or four, just of those really big bins, just, you know, full of bricks, mm -hmm. not sorted or anything. And I just sold it all in bulk to somebody on Craigslist. And, oh, wow. <laughs> um, I, so I had no Lego then. And it was just kind of on my mind. And I want to say I... I'm not sure if I watched a YouTube video, but I found studio and I was like, this yeah. is the greatest thing ever. Because when I was a kid, I always wanted to build something out of Lego, but if I didn't have, you know, that exact part in the right color or whatever, mm -hmm. it, it just ruined it for me. I was like, I don't want to build a ship if it has to have like, <laughs> colors on it. And so yes. when I found studio, I was like, you know, I can build anything with yeah have unlimited parts unlimited colors yeah and then if i once i build it then i can go buy the parts and build it mm -hmm. um in real life and uh, what i did was because i didn't want to get uh too sucked into it which here i am now so obviously <laughs> didn't work but i told myself i would build like one big thing like you know to the fullest extent possible and there was no build for ucs cantina we had the coincidentally the mbs one came out that kind of mm -hmm. either the same year or right after but um there was no like ucs one-to-one -one most Eisley cantina and like i said my favorite set is the one with greedo and i love yeah. the cantina scene in episode four um i prefer the original trilogy to the sequels like sure. picking one trilogy or the other so i built a one-to-one -one scale cantina uh the instructions are available on my website shameless plug there but um <laughs> no, so, yeah I, I built i think it's 10 almost exactly 10,000 pieces and it's uh wow. 25 by 30 inches for the base that kind of goes around it. And like, it's completely accurate. The ground above it is raised up as the stairs that lead down into the cantina. I use the blueprints from the movie to build the bar and make it look exactly like it does in the movie. Wow. And, um, so I did that and I was like, all right, that, that'll be like the one thing that I, you know, have for myself, I guess, uh, from Lego. So I do have that. Here. Do you design that like completely in studio prior to just like, and then I'm assuming this, then you just mass ordered all the parts that you needed exactly for it. Yep. Um, just wow. uploaded that part list to Bricklink. And I think I used some of the parts from the actual MBS Cantina. I did buy that because mm, I wanted yeah. to from it. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I'll get minifigs in that set too, honestly. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I think it's like seven exclusive figures. So got to have those yeah. to fill up yeah. the cantina, oh, yeah. of course. Um, but yeah. And so that was like, that was what really got me started with being back into Lego was just the fact that I could build that way instead of, you know, building in person, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'm There's a big a fan of options. that that build that it's very impressive. I know it's um, on your TikTok. Um and it's very, very impressive. It looks amazing. And like, yeah, like you said, it pretty much is 
it's a one-to-one recreation it looks amazing that's phenomenal to just kind of uh, take a minor step back i do want to clarify for any viewers or listeners who are on there what studio is so that is a uh, it's a graphic design software for uh building your own lego sets and there's the availability of of essentially every part that exists um, as well as retired pieces and uh, you can also uh, create your own instructions and your own steps so you can move things around change the view on the instructions uh, it's a very very advanced program and actually i believe lego has started using that for um you know, for, for design, uh, for some, some part of design. I don't, I don't remember what it was, but they, they phased out the other design program they used to use. So very, very cool stuff. Yeah, no, it's, it's very, um, studio, first of all, it's free. So anybody can download it. You don't even have to have Lego anymore to actually build Lego, which I think is a huge deal. And, you know, you can, um, I think one of the things that Lego might use on that, because when you make instructions on there, it looks exactly the same as official ones. Um, mm-hmm. but you can also test out uh, stability. And so if you have a uh, yes, I love that. that. Like, yeah. unbalanced or something, you can click that button and it'll actually tell you like what's unstable and what's causing it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, very, really, really I love awesome. that part of it. Yeah. The fact that they took that into account, that's really helpful, honestly. That helped me with with uh, a design I was working on recently where I was trying to make sure the pieces were actually going to slide together and be able to move the way that I needed them to move once they were built. So, yeah, it's very, very cool. So, um, <clears throat> you kind of talked a little bit about your, you know, history there with with getting into Lego from a natural standpoint and kind of getting back out and back into it. So, it sounds like you had a lot of experience when you first got back into Lego really recently here with, uh, you know, designing your own sets and things like that. Um, what, you know, when was it that you felt like you realized you wanted to make a business out of that and and design sets that you could then sell to the public? Well, I had seen, um, uh, they have a, um, I can't remember the name of the channel, the people that make all the big Lego star Wars mocks. Um, Oh, brick vault. Brick Vault, that's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd seen their stuff and I was like, well, I can do that. Uh, so yeah. I made the Cantina and then I do sell the instructions for that, like I said. And that was pretty well received. Like I've had people send me pictures of their Cantina that they built using the instructions. Awesome. And um, I wanted, I don't know, I don't know why, but for some reason I wanted to make a Greedo Brickheads to go with the Cantina, Greedo and Han Solo. <laughs> Yeah. And so I made both of those and uh, my brother told me to post it on Reddit. He was like, you should, yeah. you should show people <laughs> what you did because I think it looks good. And I said, okay, I mean, it's just, you know, I just whipped this up real quick. Like not, wasn't trying to impress anybody. And so I posted it and people started asking for instructions. And so you have <laughs> Rubricable where that's a website where you can buy and sell in Lego instructions that people have made themselves. And so I started adding brickheads to that. And um, that just kind of, I just kept making more brickheads. It was easy to make because unlike the cantina where there's nothing that exists previously, you're just kind of building whatever you think it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be like. With the brickheads, it has a set height. The head's always the same size. Arms are in the same place. (laughs) Legs are in the same place. So it was kind of like a, I could have like a uniform for the thing I was building, which made it a little bit more streamlined. And so you've got a template cranking out brickheads, adding them to the <laughs> and then 
uh, August of last year, maybe a month before that, people wanted me to make it into a set. And so I was like, all right, well, if I'm going to sell a set, I got to make my own website. Um, and mm -hmm. I, I knew what Shopify was. So I just set up a Shopify and started selling, started selling a uh, C3PO brickheads first. And <laughs> wow. That, you know, I, I got, you know, a couple sales on that, nothing crazy. And then I got really lucky and I, I signed up for a booth at Brick Fair, Virginia, and they got like one. They had like one table open up right before oh, man. it started. And I was like, yeah, I can be there. And so I went and I did, I bought the bricks to just have brickheads to display. And mm -hmm. I was like, I'll open them up for pre orders on the website. So people would come to the booth and I had like two actual brickheads for sale. I was like, no, nah, everything's pre order. But <sighs> I had, I don't remember how many people it was, but, um, enough people to call it a successful day of actually getting pre-orders. And I was like, all right, well, if people are going to buy them, then nice. I'll, do, I'll make a business out of this. Wow. That's fantastic. Wow. Yeah. And so what, it sounds like you weren't even like initially going to, you weren't even like specifically set out trying to make a Brickheads thing. You just like, Oh, I want a Brickheads for my big <laughs> UCS Cantina. And because your brother was like, Oh, put it on Reddit. That just kind of spiraled into, just doing brickheads specifically, huh? Yep. And I did have once like leading up to that, I, I did have some sets, you know, I'd go to, this was my sophomore year here. So I'd be, you know, Walmart getting groceries or something and, you know, stop by the Lego aisle and see, you know, which speed champion set do I not have yet? So <laughs> I did go through and build the eight stud wide. I was really impressed with those builds. So I, I built those and then I did have the Mandalorian and child brickheads and I, I enjoyed mm -hmm. that show a lot. And so I, you know, kind of, that kind of helped inspire me because the building technique on the Mandalorian, if I don't know if you guys have that brickhead set, but it's pretty out yeah. there as far as like how it all fits together. I yeah. Was like, you know, this mm -hmm. is cool. And, you know, in the past and still, I'd tell you my favorite part about building Lego as far as like, you know, designing the sets is fun, but actually putting the sets together is very like Zen and like, it's so yes. Oh yeah. Together. Absolutely. And, you know, when I saw the Mandalorian, I was like, Oh, I'd love to kind of do that, but with more brickheads. And, you know, I think other people would enjoy, you know, the intricate kind of building techniques on the brickheads. And so it was like a good way to kind of have all those things together. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. Totally. Um, this is this isn't even a question we have. I just like personally want to know when did you decide that you wanted to like go back? Because I know at one point in time you had all the official Lego brickheads. Was that something you were kind of already collecting? Because it doesn't sound like did you just decide you're like, hey, I'm going to go back and just get all of these. Yeah. At Brick Fair, Virginia, wow. there, you know, I don't know if you guys have been to any of those, but they have um, an entire part of the. Um, what do they call it? It's not like a warehouse, but it's a, it's like a convention, uh, convention center. center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had like, there's a really big section where they're displaying all the sets. And then they had a still pretty big section for all the vendors. And you have a lot of people mm. that are selling sets. And so, sorry. No, go for it. It's a lot <laughs> of talking. Um, yeah, had, it is, yeah. uh, you know, there were stores that had the other brickheads and there's, I, I think it is always cool when, because I hadn't been into Lego for so many years, like, I was not paying attention to Lego when the first Brickheads came out or any right. up until the Mandalorian really. And so 
I was like, well, it's, you know, it's fun going back and getting a lot of them. Most of them were still relatively cheap. And I probably bought 15 at Brickfair, Virginia. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, Lego had a bunch and I'd use VIP points to get the ones from Lego. And then, yeah, yeah there were a couple that I had to go and, you know, find on eBay or Bricklink. But yeah, it was just, I figured that because I was selling brickheads that I would, you know, I better go through all the official ones and, you know, see what techniques they've used and, you know, what do I like about them? What do I not like? And mm -hmm. just to kind of, you know, have connect with the people that are already collecting the brickheads, you know, in the community and, you know, get their attention to then focus on my brickheads. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So with those custom ones that you make, how do you, like, how do you decide which ones you're going to do? Which ones you're going to design? Well, the only ones I say I won't design are seven, eight, and nine uh, brickheads. And personally, in, in 2020, when yeah. I got back into <laughs> Lego, I I was like, all right, I'll wa I watched each of the movies once for the first mm -hmm. time. Yeah. I, hadn't, I hadn't gone to any of the releases. Because like I said, when, I, when Disney bought Star Wars, I was... And I was just, you know, mortified, you know, I was like, this, this is the worst thing that could ever happen because uh, that was, yeah. you know, 10 year old me or 12 year old me is like, <laughs> I love just Star Wars as it was. And so I watched those movies and I was like, I just couldn't believe what I was watching. If I'm being honest, I was like, there's no way that this is what they did. And so <laughs> I have just steered clear of anything with having to do with the, with the, um, sequels, but, mm -hmm. um, Really, if if it's a character that kind of makes sense um, in Brickhead's form, I'll try to make it into Brickhead's form. I know like Jabba the Hutt is a really popular one, but <laughs> not clear how you would make Jabba the Hutt into yeah. Brickhead's without. Uh, yeah, you have to remember that what makes a Brickhead's a Brickhead's is the size and like the proportions. Right. Yeah, um, like, if you put the arms too low. It looks kind of weird. Uh, and so then it's like, is it still a Brickheads? And then like, yeah. there are a lot of people who will just like stick Brickheads eyes on stuff and call it a Brickheads. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you know, you can do that, but it doesn't actually make it a Brickheads <laughs> by Lego's definition. And so as long as, and like, you know, General, well, it's on this side, General Grievous uh, is definitely like kind of out there, but for the he most still, part it works. So he still I, works. Too many yeah. arms, you know? <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. And that, you know, that also is tricky, but, um, yeah, I think, you know, any character from anything that happened in the Star Wars universe between one through six, or, I mean, even some of the older public, like I've done Darth Malgus in the past, or oh, yeah. um, I think that's the only one from older public, but yeah, really any of them I'll try to do. Uh, I think I have over a hundred at the moment. Wow. It's like of the main, you know, more popular characters. Um, and then another restriction, People request this all the time. Can I make the phase two clone helmets? I, it just can't be done. I don't think like I haven't yeah. seen anybody like there are people that do it and like, I don't want to bash on people's designs. You know, it's all, there's no like good design. It's all um, mm -hmm. in the eye of the beholder really yeah, subjective. Yeah. But yeah, subjective. And you know, just, for, I have like a standard for my brickheads. I like to think mm -hmm. kind of like in my head. And so if I can't get it to look, you know, right. Uh, then I'm not, I don't want to sell it because then I'm, like, yeah. I'm not selling it just to like, obviously I want to do this to make money cause it's a business, but I don't mm -hmm. want to just, you know, sell a, a crap product just cause it's making me money. Yeah. Like I want to be proud yeah. of what I'm selling and be like, be able to stand behind it and be like, yes, I'm selling this because I made it and I'm proud of it. And I want you to have it as well. Not just 
oh yeah, I made it because you kept asking for it. Because it was sell, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I even, that. I'll say, like, for the Stormtrooper brickheads that uh, Lego has, even that, like, looks a little wonky. And I think yeah, it's just yeah, something, yeah. it's something about the roundness at the bottom of, like, a Phase 2 clone or a Stormtrooper mm -hmm. that just, like, it's really hard to capture at that scale. Yes. And on top of that, what you'll notice on the official Stormtrooper is the helmet actually goes down. So it's actually five studs technically from the top to the bottom, mm. or usually it's four. And so and that leads to another issue where you start losing detail in the torso area because mm -hmm. the helmet's covering up almost half the torso already. And so then it makes it really hard to capture, you know, any kind of details when you're trying to combine all those things at the same time and have the, uh, this is a good example. My phase one clone is close, but you can see, um, you know, it cover. It starts to cover up part of the chest, right? Mm -hmm. This is going yeah, to see that. Face. And so you start to run into issues like that, that I think kind of make it again, less of a brickheads, which makes it kind of hard to make into a brickheads. Yeah. Face gets disproportionately longer too that way. So yeah, I can no, see that totally, being a challenge. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Are there um, any other challenges you run into? With the with the business part of it, uh, with the business part, um, really, you know, there's always issues with sellers on Bricklink. I I do <laughs> for the brickheads. I get most of the bricks directly from Lego. That um, you know, guaranteeing that they're new is the top priority for me. But oh yeah, um, oh yeah. Besides just getting like used stuff. Um, most of the other stuff I'd say was not too hard to figure out. I've got the packaging for the brickheads. That wasn't really, you know, that was pretty easy to figure out. Um, yeah. Cause I, your packaging is great. I think that's like a big thing that you have on a lot of like other people that make like custom stuff where they source the stuff themselves. Mm -hmm. It's still, they just send it to you in like Ziploc baggies. Like or a bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I think the fact that you have like this nice, like branded packaging that like, that was something that jumped out to me when I first saw your stuff. I was like, Oh, that's, that's different. You don't see that all the time. Like branded packaging. Definitely sets you apart. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I mean, was there anything specific that you were referring to like as far as like having trouble with the business like oh just in I, general I mean, just in general yeah yeah like what have you found to be the most challenging with i mean you you started a brand new business you had to market it you've had to create your own designs you had to um overcome you know people having questions about it or or hating on it you know it, it feels like there's a lot of stuff to navigate there yeah um, and then that kind of <laughs> Cause I also <laughs> wanted to ask too, cause like, I feel like a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions and I really wanted to kind of open this up so you can clarify a lot of stuff. Cause I do feel like you get a lot of flack in your comment sections a lot. Um, oh, every video is just, just because <laughs> I don't think people quite understand like what it is that you do all like, it's yeah. just you running an entire like business. So, well, yeah, I mean, I would say you did mention, um, you know, marketing or advertising, however you want to group that that's definitely where I have to spend a majority of my time because if I'm not mm -hmm. promoting them on my TikTok, then people aren't seeing them. And if people aren't seeing them, then they don't, they don't buy know them. that they want to go and buy it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's definitely a hard one. I don't spend any money on marketing as of yet. Um, I'm trying to run with, you know, just me on Instagram and TikTok promoting my stuff and yeah, I'm fine so far. I think I will move into Google, Google shop ads, that kind of stuff. And, maybe dabble in some promoted posts. Um, 
but TikTok as a platform has made it really easy to reach more people, I think. Um, and that really helps with the, um, with the whole kind of advertising marketing thing. That's definitely like the hardest part I sure. would say. Um, but also the time. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people complain about the prices that I have on the stuff that I sell, but you know, I only have so much time. I have the same 24 hours that you have in the day and it, takes, <laughs> yeah. it does take time to, you know, source the parts, you know, I have to go, it's everything from ordering the parts. I have to get them in. I have to make sure that I have enough parts. Then I have to go through and, you know, get an individual bin for each set, right? If I'm going to make mm. 30 uh, batch of 30 sets, I got to put out 30 bins and go one by one and add each piece, go down the whole list, you know, wow. sets will yeah. have, your kids will have like on average about 50 different pieces. And then you have, you know, one, it can be one, some one piece, but sometimes it's 17 pieces. And so you have to go through mm. and count 17 pieces and then add 17 to each brickheads that you're making. <sighs> so that takes time. Then you have to go through, you have to write the stuff on the package. You have to put the sticker on the package and you have to pour the, you got to get your base, got to get your QR code, uh, dump all the bricks into the pouch and then you got to seal it up. Uh, and then, and that's just, you know, one set. And then you have to do that 30 other times for each wow, set yeah. that you make. And so the big thing is really just time. And I've tried for maybe a month over the summer, I tried to have someone, a friend of mine help me. Um, but you know, if you, because I'm like dedicated to this, it's, I guess it's easier for me to do this well. And so when you have somebody that doesn't really have any vested interest in what you're doing, it makes it really hard to have them be an employee. So plus it's expensive mm -hmm. to have an employee. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's really, that's really the big thing is just the time that it takes to do all this stuff. And then not to mention designing the brickheads. I haven't designed oh, yeah. too many recently because I've just been, I've been busy with internship school and just running Imperial bricks as it is, but I'll spend like, there, you know, I'll say Mace Windu was easy to design because I had the Jedi robe set up. I, he's bald. You don't have to, you don't have to come up with any ideas to make him. But generally speaking, I put in, you know, I would say on average, like 10 hours to a brickheads, you know, like mm. not all, not all sitting down for 10 hours straight, but you know, hour today, hour tomorrow, a couple sure. hours next week, um, just kind of like fine tuning all the brickheads. And that's something that people really overlook. And mm -hmm. something that nobody talks about when you're buying an official Lego set is you're not just paying for the plastic bricks and the box and the bags and the instructions, but you're paying the part of that money is going to go to the salary of the person that designed that set. And without yes. that person, there is no set. It'd just be a bunch of bricks. Exactly. Um, and so you do have to account for, and obviously when you're buying Lego sets, you don't have to, but when you're buying something custom, you have to account for the time that the person put in to like create it. So like any of my brickheads, they didn't just exist. So before mm -hmm. I even buy the parts and put them in the pouch, I have to make, I have to make a brickheads that people are going to want and like, you know, and appreciate and not just say like, Oh, it's just another kid who's just building out of Legos and who cares mm -hmm. because there's millions of people that do that. And there's a lot of people that make um, their own brickheads, star Wars included. And so it's not just, um, you know, did I, you know, just copying other people. And I try to make them all different from the ones that are out there. I don't think I have any that are like, where you can look at it and be like, Oh, he completely just ripped off whoever, you know, like yeah. all of them. I just, you know, I'll definitely take inspiration from people and I'll look at what they've done, but I usually look at what they do. So I know what not to do. 
<laughs> yeah, I can see that. That's and good. That's a good thing to point out too. Like another like advantage almost that Lego designers have is they have a whole graphic design team that's gonna say, hey, if I don't if I can't make something with brick built detail, I can stick a two by four tile in the front of them. And then the graphic design team is going to design something that looks really good. Whereas everything yeah. you make, it's all brick built, yeah. brick built detailing and different techniques mm -hmm. too. And you make all of your, all of your brick, brick heads are super recognizable without that printed detail. That is almost a, like kind of like expected with every single official Lego brick heads mm -hmm. is some type of exclusive print. Yeah. And that's another thing. There's some people that, uh post brickheads designs but they make brickheads that you can't actually build in real life so i know a good example was somebody who makes really great brickheads i can't remember who which the which count was um but they did a crosshair and they used brackets mm -hmm. to do the scar or the tattoo on his on his eye mm -hmm. and i i saw what they had done and you know you could say it's copying that's another thing is there's a lot, there's only so much you can do with bricks. So there, I think mm -hmm. there's a fine line between copying and then also just using the same technique as somebody else. <laughs> yeah. So I, I tried to go and implement this technique that he'd use. You use brackets because, you know, thin lines make sense to use bracket mm -hmm. with half a plate. And I couldn't figure out how to do it. And I, I messaged the guy. I was like, how did you, how did you pull this off? I can't, it doesn't uh, compute. And he was like, oh, you can't actually build it. I just, it just, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on. That's not fair. You know, like people, people always now look at my brick ends and be like, his looks better than yours. Right. Like, right. Okay, yeah. But you can't actually build it. So, you know, uses impossible techniques. So yeah. 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 <laughs> oh man. Well, one of my favorites that you did was, uh, was, I think it was Thrawn with, with the, uh, the little, uh, Imperial, like the placard thingies on the, on the, Oh, I'm losing the yeah, word. You know what I'm the, talking about, though. Yeah, yeah, the little the upside yellow down blue. kind of. Uh, that was so genious. Yeah, that, I looked at. Oh, I saw that. I was like, that's really cool. Yeah, those little uh, vent pieces or or whatever you call them. Yeah, yeah. very cool design. Well, and actually, um, I'll say this: the vent idea to kind of signify the three little dots that he has. I did steal that from someone else, but I hadn't found anybody else that put the parts upside down. Yeah, that's so really everybody cool. else had it where they were stacked in some way or another, uh -huh. or they had only done it because you can't stack tiles. They were like, well, we'll mm. just do the one with two badges. It'll just be like red and blue, but uh -huh. this has four and they're all facing inwards on, on each other. And so that's how I, I think it like I did something different. So I'm not just copying. Exactly. Know, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Absolutely. And I can see that they're, they're attached with studs on, on both the bottom ones and the upside down ones, aren't they? Yep. Yeah. And so exactly. Yeah, cool. It's not just slid in there and you know it, it works and it's it's a legal technique as well it's not like uh yeah it's not like stressing any of the bricks or anything you don't have any issues with that it's not just held in by the force it is actually <laughs> it's actually attached. It in, yeah, yeah that's cool and then so i know you have like a couple of sets like you have your battle packs and like most recently you've done your hailfire droid um and then i know you also kind of done custom build a little pack submission thing have you ever, are you considering like making bigger sets, like maybe like a ship, a starship, or what are kind of your thoughts on doing something like that? Yeah. So the, I've kind of touched on it a little bit before, but the whole issue is just time. Uh, if I wanted to make a bigger set, it's going to take that much more time to go through and sort out yep. all the pieces. And so, you know, 
at the moment, I don't think I have enough time. I have hardly have enough time to, you know, do the sets that I'm doing now, making mm. now. And so I think, you know, at first I'd have to design said set, uh, which would take time that I just currently do not have. And then I would have to have the time to part it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is when you go into bigger sets, it's like, how do you do the packaging? I have uh, Queen Amidala here. I did go out and get a, a box made. Wow. That yeah. That's so cool. Packaging, but um, the boxes and Queen Amidala is, I, you know, I'm charging $75 for her, but this, the box alone is almost $5, you know? Wow. And so, yeah. and, you know, unless you're buying thousands and thousands of boxes, that's the thing. Um, yeah. It, it really like you have their uh, economies of scale and as a small one person business, you know, I can't, it just is not feasible to, um, do that. And not only because of that, but like the amount of money you'd have to put out mm-hmm. to order that many boxes, you know, is, would be too yes. much to even want to do that. So, um, you know, I could do the sets without boxes. That's not really the, the def- you know, what's deterring yeah. me from doing that, but really it's just the time that it would take to do that. If I had a team of people that worked for me, mm-hmm. um, then maybe I'd consider it. I'd also say that because I'm, not just because it's just me, but also because the business is kind of small in general. Um, I don't like, I'd wait, I'd want to have the business be bigger and add that on um, when I have more capital. And, you know, sure. if I was bigger, I would have a employee per se and mm-hmm. those kinds of things. So it'd just be um, just too much really for one person, I think, to try to put. That oh, yeah, totally. Actually, you know, you have like <laughs> missing parts. That's another thing, you know, oh, somebody's yeah. missing a part on, a, on brickheads, you know, it's easier or it's more manageable if it's just one missing thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, but on a bigger set, you know, that's more parts that you can miss. Sure. Um, just so lots of, uh, other factors that you have to, that are like, not just with selling the sets. Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, that's something that I think a lot of people don't take into consideration when they're looking at, um, at sets created by somebody like you. Um, you know, they're like, this is way too expensive, blah, blah, blah. You know, they don't think about the fact that, like you mentioned, an economy of scale. Um, you don't have the purchasing power um, as, as a one-person operation to go out and buy 20,000 units of something, um, let alone, um, you know, 1,000 probably in, in a lot of cases, depending on, on what we're talking about. If it's a $5 box, yeah, the box goes down from $5 to maybe $3 if you buy, you know, 10 times the amount. But that's the thing, like you know, the, the the larger the business, the more purchasing power they have. Plus, uh, larger business entities have the ability to negotiate deals with comp- with suppliers uh, that are not even something that that an individual like yourself would would be able to obtain. So, uh, people have to take into consideration that type of thing when they're looking at the at the cost. And it's not an objective apple to apple comparison. It's not the same thing. You're talking about something that 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 an individual has put this time and effort into, and has had to source all the materials and and do all this stuff themselves. I, you know, that's something that you know I I hope you're very proud of because uh, it's it's really very impactful, and I think that you're doing some good work there. So just just to say, I mean, please, hey, people, yeah. take that kind of stuff into consideration because it's not the same thing. Think a little and bit about what you're talking about here. If you think about it on on kind of the other side of the spectrum, you have the extreme, which is Lego, and I think. You know, as somebody, I've gotten into like investing in stocks and that kind of stuff. So I'm mm-hmm. looking at companies and, you know, how much are they making and how much is this company worth 
so on and so forth. Lego is private, so you can't invest in them, but um, just some like some facts. Lego is the largest toy company in the world, I believe, um, by uh, revenue and probably also by just like the scale that they're operating on. And so people don't think about is when you have the Mandalorian and the child brickheads for $20, right? You go to Walmart and it's there on the shelf. Your Mm -hmm. Walmart probably has, you know, probably sells like 10 of those a day. And then they have a stock room that has hundreds of them. And then, <laughs> then you have to remember, oh, wait, there's like 5,000 Walmarts in America alone. <laughs> yeah. And then so if each five, if you have 5,000 Walmarts selling a hundred of those sets a day, you know, you have to, you know, and that's, these are just like made up numbers. The scale is, you know, yes, astronomical. Hundreds of thousands of these brickheads, hundreds of thousands. Yes. You know, you, when you go to the store, you don't think about, oh, they've probably made over a million of the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. Brickheads, but they they probably have right. They're just yep. they're producing yep. hundreds of thousands of. I mean, the price obviously varies with that, but and and that's the thing. It costs Lego far far less to make the stuff. They have massive mm-hmm. margins. They're they keep raising their prices. They're you know they're making more profit every single year. I think they did what I think it was seven billion dollars in twenty twenty one. I think of so. Revenue yeah. maybe, um, but seven billion dollars seven billion is a huge number. Um, that's not you know. Yeah. Well, plus they own the manufacturing and distribution, not just the, right. you know, they don't have to buy the, the, the pieces already made. They make them that like, you can't even throw that out there. That's, that's a huge and difference for retailers. I want to say like on star Wars sets, I've heard that the margin is, you know, like maybe like 20%. They don't get hmm. like a huge markup as far as like when, when Walmart is selling a Lego set. And so Lego has a lot of power as far as like, who's distributing their sets and everybody mm-hmm. wants to be selling their sets because oh, yeah. you know Walmart has an entire aisle dedicated to Lego. <laughs> there is no other product that you can find at Walmart that has a full aisle or you two know? aisles or two, right. You know, <laughs> yeah. or a target and there's, you know, back to back and there's a third yeah. one sometimes, you know, <laughs> it's just a completely different operation. It is. Yeah. Also, just a fun fact out there, uh, not only is Lego the largest toy maker, but they're also the largest uh, maker of tires in the world. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. And that just shows you, you know, I mean, and you think, <laughs> think about it, there are a lot of cars out there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, every, and you wear through tires. So tires, it's not even like for every one car, you have four tires. For every one car, you have like 20, 30, 40 tires. And Over Lego still man. makes more. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that is a wild statistic. <laughs> um, so kind of jumping in a different uh, direction. Um, I think we kind of touched on this earlier, but I want to go back into it. Um, it seems like you kind of got started as a content creator to advertise um, Imperial Bricks. Was like, what was that the main idea behind it? And it, then why did you pick TikTok um, specifically? Because I feel like that's your like primary place that you like to post. Well, it actually. Originally, I did not like when TikTok came out. I refused to download it. Me, <laughs> me as well. It yep. was not until after Brick Fair Virginia, um, where I had I was staying with my cousins who lived in Maryland at, um, then, because that's close to Virginia. I'm in South Carolina, so okay, I can't just drive up there day oh, yeah. Um mm-hmm. And so my older cousin, she was like, "You've got to make a TikTok," and you know, <laughs> I didn't say no because. Yeah, it made sense. I was like, well, yeah, I guess, you know, not for me, but for my business, I can, yeah. I can you know, justify that now. Um, and so I just started posting and I'm not sure what video 
if there was even one that just, you know, <laughs> did super well. I think it was just me. There was a point in time where I would just post as much as I could. And I think they've since changed mm-hmm. the algorithm, so they don't really receive that as well. But I would just post and post and post and post. And it just it just stuck. And so it went from Instagram being the only place where I really did anything as far as like promoting my stuff to TikTok. Um, cause it just out, hmm. outgrew it way quicker than, you know, I would have thought of, but it makes sense. Cause that's how TikTok is, right? You can go viral and you have the mm-hmm. 40 page where it doesn't matter how many followers you have. And as just to like mention it, most of your followers don't even see the videos you make. Yep. Most of oh, yeah. are coming I know. from the for you page, which is yep. you d- original and initially it doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> but as you go on, you're like, okay, I mean, it works. So. Yeah, yeah, you just hit 50k over on um TikTok. Yes. You did a big crazy giveaway. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah, I am actually um supposed to be hearing, well, I didn't hear from the winner in the past 24 hours, so I'm going to have to pull another one. So, it'll, oh. it'll be interesting to see how many times I have to do that until I actually find somebody yeah. to send a text to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. But yeah, I mean, hopefully hopefully this time I'll probably go live later tonight and uh pull somebody else see what happens yeah yeah awesome yeah. well congrats on that that's a that's exciting uh, uh mile marker to hit <laughs> yes yeah now we gotta get to 100k yeah yeah that's yeah that's the next one. big goal isn't it yeah yeah i hit 50k um a few weeks back actually and and uh i still have to do something for that i have some inflatable uh uh you know like balloons that say 50k so We'll do something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, oh man, Ethan, when did was there like a certain video for you that got you all the way to where you are now, or was like was there one that catapulted you? Maybe. I'm trying to think back because yeah, for me it was very weird. Like, I got, I blew up very very quickly, very very fast at a very exponential rate. I'm trying to think back to like what really boosted me and i like can't remember i know the first video that hit a million was the super mario question block and that mm. came out what i started in august of last year so that would have come out like only like a month or two later so yeah. i think it probably was the question block because it got like a million views within the span of like 24 hours and i think wow. i gained probably well over like 15,000 followers from that single video wow and yeah. then from that point it was like a very 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 exponential growth from there it's definitely like massively plateaued as of yeah. recently <laughs> yeah. but yeah. um yeah kind of the question block i think was like the main thing that blew me up yeah and i guess i would say i mean because of the way you described that i think what really did it for you was just the format of the video Mm-hmm. just like the way you do it this kind of the same way every time and yeah you know, your voiceover and how like it's kind of like standardized and um but it's still unique you know like it seemed like you'd been doing it for a long time even when you first started i guess oh 100 yeah yeah that yeah. was like very the, clean the idea behind it because it was like once we came up with the idea well even like <laughs> when i was coming up with the idea it was like this needs to be good and because it needs to stick otherwise there's going to be no retention <laughs> among the yeah. audience if i switch up because that's like a big thing i think a lot of people don't realize when they first start something is they need to make consistent content if mm-hmm. you're changing it up too much when you start out you're not going to build a viewer base because 
they're not going to relate to anything that you're making because it's changing uh, video yeah. by video. Yep, exactly. But yeah, I think moving into like some more generic questions for you. What's your favorite official Lego Brickheads? Uh, it's got to be the Mandalorian and the Child. Mm, yeah, that's I mean, a good one. Not just because of those uh, cool building techniques, but also I, I really enjoyed and and that was also happening in 2020. I think I had missed season one of The Mandalorian. I remember mm. people talking about it, but you know, completely just still not doing. Yeah, yeah. So when I got out of, to... <laughs> when I got out of Lego, I was also out of Star Wars. It was like they were the same. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't paying sure. attention to anything in that scene. And season two came out, and I was like, the, the amount of people that were. I had friends that. I had never even heard them talk about Star Wars and they were like watching the new the new season of The Mandalorian. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I've got to check, I've got to see what they're doing because yeah, maybe it's maybe it's actually half decent. And I actually really enjoyed season one and season two. And mm -hmm. uh the book of Boba Fett, where they gave a couple episodes to the Mandalorian. So the book of the Mandalorian, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so I I mean the brickheads that you know it's good for Durasteel Mandalorian brickheads. I prefer Beskar Mando. I did I do have a set yeah. of that. But um yeah I mean Durasteel Mando and the Child I think is a pretty solid one. They haven't done too many like cool Star Wars ones that you'd think they might have done. Yeah the Ahsoka one I thought was really good. Um uh, well yeah no and that, that came whatever. after but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but, and I'm trying to think, um, Sensei Wu, I, I had a lot of the Ninjago stuff when I was, mm. when that was first coming out back in 2009 or whenever that was. Um, and so that's a cool one, I guess. Um, with the big hat and everything. Yeah, and no, for sure. A lot of the brickheads are actually based off of like movie characters, not minifigures. Mm -hmm. So as a, um, I know you don't have uh, as much of an, of an emphasis on collecting, but um, you know, I heard you talking about the, the original cantina. I have that one as well. It's that's, uh, that's such an interesting thing that that became a desirable set, but is there any, is there any set out there that you would consider like uh, like a Holy grail, you know, like you, you wish that you had it in your collection? Um, the not i wouldn't say there's any set that's like a holy grail as far as collecting goes i do want to mention like the big thing for me is like i don't i live in an apartment so i don't have the space to dis display sure. kinds of yeah. sets. but also making my own sets and kind of having that mindset when you build other like when you build official sets you see like you can look at stuff and be like oh they cut a corner here and they tried to make <laughs> by doing this and so that yeah. kind of got to me and and knowing that um, the majority of sets are designed like that, where they're trying to make it affordable for people yeah. to buy, which there's nothing wrong with. Um, of course. It's just like as a display piece, I don't want to display something like that. So a set mm -hmm. that I wish I had on display that I do not, the Imperial Star Destroyer, um, I think that set is super cool. I remember when mm -hmm. the first one was first came out and like they also did one in 2011, I think. the They did the mm -hmm. Super Star Destroyer. And just oh, the, yeah. I love the Imperial stuff, hence uh, the name. And, Imperial Burks, yeah. You know, big, big gray ship. You know, actually, I think they look cool and they have lots of details. So I would love to have the ISD. But as far as, and I know you said official, but as far as like collecting goes, I am starting to um, amass all of the, um, the uh, yeah, the complete saga 
Lego Star Wars minifigures. So I don't oh, know yeah. if you guys know, but there's a lot that Lego has made and a lot that Lego hasn't made. Mm-hmm. And so for a couple of reasons, one, minifigures aren't going to take up any space. Um, yeah. So I can exactly. collect them infinitely almost. And then <laughs> also like I really enjoyed like 2007, I got a Wii and we had the complete saga. And, uh, <laughs> yes. I have a lot of, it's like a, I have like a connection to that. So oh, I yeah. justify collecting sure. those figures because like it kind of means something to me. It's not just me buying a Lego set because it's just a Lego set to buy. Yeah. Um, and so I am going to be collecting those and I will start at, like I've started adding minifigures to the website. If you, I don't know if you guys have seen that, but um, I'm going to start trying to push into the, the kind of the TCS kind of stuff like that because I do enjoy that. But yeah, as far as like a set, I'd like to have ISD. Yeah, that's a very Boy, good, that'd be a good one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What, are your, what are your guys's white whale sets like? Is there, you know, is it just a expensive set? Is it like hard to find? Like, what is it for you guys that makes you kind of want that set? I guess. Well, so yeah, me I mean, specifically, outs because like, obviously, when I started TikTok, uh, buying sets, like the way I my thought process changed an awful lot. It was a lot less about what I want and a lot more about what's going to do well, perform well. Um, but my big <laughs> thing that got me back into Lego was specifically, it's funny enough because Star Wars, I was always very into Star Wars, even when Disney bought it. Um, but it was funnily enough, like the ideas uh, theme really uh, intrigued me and got me back in. And when I was mm-hmm. first into it um, and when I had a lot, like, I guess, let's say more money to spend rather on Lego than not just constantly buying new sets. I was trying to get a lot of those older idea sets. So like a couple off the top of my head are like, the original two, uh, the Hayabusa, and I forget it's a Japanese satellite. They were both like limited to 5,000 and they were only oh, released yeah. in Japan. So they're <laughs> super expensive and super hard to come by. And then a more recent idea set I don't have is the old fishing ha- uh, store. That one is a very high oh, up yeah. on my want I, list. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people talk about that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, for you, me, Thomas? yeah, I, I've always been you know, just there's a lot of sets from my childhood that I always wished that I'd been able to get. Like I was lucky to get the the original 2002 Republic gunship and the the original ATAT Walker um, stuff like that. But there was also like I was into a lot of different themes back then too. Like uh, pirates were a big one for me. Castle was a big one. Um, there are some castle sets that like I wish I still had and I don't have anymore. Um, but I mean. Yeah, like I've got all the uh, all the original Star Wars ones, like with the funky blue on the Tie Fighters, and I've got the uh, Tie Interceptor over there. Um, with classic sets, it, it it I wish that I had the Black Seas Barracuda. That is on my like top of all time sets. That um, yeah, I don't have it, and um, and I I had a lot of pirate sets, and I have uh, I still have the Brown Monkey, you know, and <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, but I, I don't have the, the Barracuda and that's one that I, I sure wish I still had. And, and I would love to find it again, you know, without having to pay an arm and or a leg. So yeah, that's, no. that's on my Those top list. Classic yeah. sets are just so expensive for like what they mm-hmm. are. They're so simple and basic. Yeah. Like, if you take, I've seen, I've probably one or two times on YouTube, I've seen comparisons of the Black Seas Barracuda, the original two, the mm-hmm. one you can make out of the Pirates of Barracuda Bay. Yes. That. And yeah. it's just like, 
the modern one is so much bigger and so much more bulky. And if I wanted to go buy it, it's like only 300, <laughs> 400 bucks. But Barracuda, Black Seas Barracuda Sealed is like probably over a grand if I'd had to assume. It's more than that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's several thousand, I believe, in sealed in box condition. Yeah. So those are those are hard to come by. I mean, otherwise, other than that, I mean, I, I wouldn't say no to like, you know, the Tantive 4 or something like that. But, you know. Uh, for me, like if I got to put a, a number which, to it, which you know, one? the uh, the one? either the original or the most recent. So the blockade runner, the original or, yeah, or the, the, really the most recent one. one is incredibly well done also. But but the middle one, I don't think they quite hit the mark as, as well. The and but the most recent one isn't like UCS style. It is still minifig style, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It is okay, minifig yeah. scale. Yeah. So that's interesting how they did that. <laughs> Um, do you have any like controversial Lego opinions? Well, I mean, I think it, I'd, I'd say it's kind of controversial that I don't really collect the sets. Um, yeah, and, I definitely <laughs> say so. You know, I guess so I think, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, and you can kind of see it though. A lot of the value actually does come from just the minifigures. It's not, it's either, you know, sealed new condition set, you know, in a crispy box that has mm -hmm. value, but you know, if you pull if you pull the build out of that set it's not going to fetch you any money people just do not care about that yeah build. people only care about the fig um and you know i i'm one of the people that you know the fig definitely like if i if i could instead of making all these brickheads um if it was more feasible i would have a pad printer and i'd make custom figs but that's you mm. know pad printers expensive yeah. different kind of process mm -hmm. um but yeah i think you know i would i think figs are better than like sets as a whole That'd be my sure. most controversial opinion, I guess. Well, I, I mean, I think there's some validity to that. I, I've mentioned this before on the podcast. Like, there are just like the specifically collectible minifigs. Like, there are people that have like don't care about Lego at all, but they get all the collectible yeah. minifigs because it's like yeah. something about having a small little collectible like that, and then being able to collect series of them is just appealing to people, as opposed to a normal mm -hmm. Lego set. Well, I think the case in point for that is that, like, okay, so I never purchased the Republic Frigate set in stores, I, and and but I was able to go on BrickLink and part it out with used bricks from all over the place and supplemented with the, with the bricks from my own collection. I built the Republic Frigate out of literally nothing. I mean, it's just you know, it, so it's not. I mean, is it the set or is it not the set? But what makes that unique is the minifigures in that set. You can't just make that out of nothing. You know, you can't make that out of what you have. So I completely understand where you're coming from with that. Like the minifig is what sets it apart. Uh, other than like sometimes there's specific unique pieces that are only found in one or two sets. But but other than that, it's like yeah. I mean, the set is you know, it's creative and it required a lot of stuff to go into it, but the minifig, you can't, you can't get that anywhere else. Can you? <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, I, I was talking to my dad about this at one point is, you know, Lego sells bricks and, you know, one of the main reasons they probably won't do a CMF for star Wars is because people want the figs. And so, but Lego wants you to buy bricks, but you don't <laughs> want to buy bricks. So how do they get you to buy bricks? Well, they package the bricks with the figs and the accessory so that's pack. How you get this market where, you know, Star Wars figs are worth absurd amounts of money because, you know, like you said, you know, you can just buy the bricks for the Republic frigate. I mean, you know, there are some like the MTT has that 10 by 10 brown dish and you can't get the dish not in yeah. that set. So sometimes, you know, there is, there are certain pieces that, you know, kind of help to make something like more exclusive like that. But even still, yeah, it's just, it's all about the, cause 
you know, when you have a movie, it's about the characters. It's not Star Wars isn't about the Millennium Falcon. It's not about X wings. It's about Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker and you know the people exactly. that are, you know, the characters. Yeah. So yeah, it's character driven like story. That. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 No. Totally. Um, and then moving away from Lego, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but in your free time, what do you like to do? Uh, that's not Lego, obviously. Um, I've. Unfortunately, I don't have uh, very much free, free time these days. I mean, I do enjoy, you know, running Imperial Bricks, but um, I'm doing that. I have an internship. Uh, I'm tr- I want to go into consulting, so I've got an internship at a small consulting firm, and then I've got uh, five classes. I'm fully enrolled at USC, so that takes up most awesome. of my time. But when I'm not doing that stuff. Um, hanging out with friends or uh, watching car YouTube. That's my awesome. uh, nice, I'm nice big car guy. So yeah, I enjoy um, following everything that's going on in the car scene these days. Yeah. So, uh, w- w- what are you going to school for? I-, I think we actually had somebody ask that earlier. So uh, yeah, specifically. I'm studying, uh, re- I'm majoring in retail management right now. Um, okay. I was originally doing business and, my GPA did not cut it to stay <laughs> in the business school my freshman year. Is you yeah. have to have a 3.0, and I had a 2.9. So I uh, <laughs> switched to economics because still mm-hmm. kind of business related, but yeah. way too much math. So was not having that. And so I just switched <laughs> to retail management because going into consulting, you know, it's pretty uh, a broad category as far as what you might be working with and the clients. So sure your major isn't the most important thing really it's just about experience so you know i have experience i'm running my own business but also doing an internship at a small consulting firm doing consulting for companies um and so that's so i'm studying retail management but going into uh consulting that's really you know i just the major title like just isn't the most relevant thing like for some some jobs it might be but for mine yeah it's not as uh relevant i guess yeah I, I figured just getting the experience is honestly one of the biggest things really and but yeah that's what companies know. are looking yeah. for it's all about exactly experience absolutely well um that kind of brings us to the uh, final part of our interview and this is what we call the speed round so in this set of questions uh ethan and i are going to alternate back and forth asking the questions and it's just a, a this or that type of round. So we'll say um, X or Y. And without thinking too much, uh, you know, try to give us your your best guess at, at, a, at a good answer. And I think we probably have a pretty good idea on some of these, what you'll what you'll answer. But uh, let's go ahead into it. Speed round. I had a sound effect there. <laughs> okay. So uh, first question, Boba Fett or Django Fett? Uh, Boba Fett. All right. Mm-hmm. Hamburger or pizza? Hamburger. Good choice. <laughs> uh mega constructs or playmobile uh mega constructs awesome <laughs> uh coke or pepsi uh coke yes i don't drink soda though oh, yeah fair, fair enough fair enough <laughs> all right this one's this one's not even worth asking but follow the instructions or make a mock <laughs> uh well if, if you're talking about buying a lego set i, I do i would follow the instructions i love okay. like i said i love putting the bricks together so not like an alternate build then, but like the build. No, and you know, for like I enjoy designing my brickheads, but I gotta say, mm-hmm. you know, the most fun part is following my own instructions and building my own brickheads. Like that is where it mm-hmm. all comes together. I think. All right, that's yeah, 
Yeah. And then unexpected answer. Yeah. Game of Thrones <laughs> or Lord of the Rings? I uh, have not watched Game of Thrones, so I'd have to say Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> um, okay. Ewan McGregor or Alec Guinness? Ewan McGregor. I'm a, I love Obi Wan. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, brick separator or teeth and fingernails? Uh, I'll, I'll use my, not teeth. I'll use my fingernails <laughs> and, and physical force as much as I can. If I really have to, I'll go get a brick separator. <laughs> uh, well, how about Marvel or DC? I'd say, I say DC cause I think Batman is cool, but hmm. you know, I'm not like diehard one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Xbox or PlayStation. Xbox. I've had both. I have no, yeah. I have no preference. All right. All right. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> all right. And finally watch building a podcast live on YouTube or catch it later on Apple podcasts and Spotify. I say watch it live. I love watching stuff live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Absolutely. Though any, any format is valid. Of course, if you guys are catching us after the fact, it's kind of nice to be able to throw something on in the car. Also, I like to, to go in and, and listen to my podcasts at 1.25 speed or sometimes 1.5, depending on how quickly people are speaking, just because I have zero attention span on that <laughs> kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Well, that's going to well, about wrap up our interview portion of everything. Um, yes. Just kind of go into a, an outro phase. Um, I want to actually real quick give you an opportunity to plug everything, all your businesses, where people can find you. So go yep. for it. Let yeah, us I have mean, it. My store is imperialbricks.com with a Z. Uh, so I-M-P-E-R-I-A-L-B-R-I-C-K-Z.com. And all my social media is uh, imperial underscore bricks, whether whatnot, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, always imperial underscore bricks. Yes. Awesome. 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 Yeah. So I think that is going to about wrap everything up. If anybody in the chat yes, will give chat real, real quick to, to say some stuff. I know we got something from Jedi Knight Lex. Uh, she said, love this guy. Huge fan of all you, you. do, especially Imperial Bricks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really awesome. We we're glad to have you today. That was fun. Yeah. No, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate you. Um, reaching out to me of all people who make TikToks. I know there's tons and tons of people who are on Lego TikTok. Like I almost every day I see a page that I've not seen before, you know, posting yeah. Lego, so. Yep. Well, yeah, no, I think you, options. I mean, you specifically, I'd say you have a, you have a special spot. You just, you're, you're not like purely there to make content. You have this business side of things and you're, I don't, I want, I don't want to, I, I don't want to say this and start too much, but, I feel like there's been um, businesses like yours um, that have designed stuff and then sourced the stuff themselves and sold it. I don't want to name any names and have done it very poorly and then have very quickly <laughs> made a very bad reputation for themselves. Um, mm -hmm. So it's 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 nice to see you. Um, and there's like one other business off the top of my head that's like you, where you you guys do sure. things the right way and and do things well. So I think that's. Um, one of the reasons why I specifically wanted to have you on just cause it's a nice yeah. to see this side of things. Um, well, as yeah, opposed thank to you. Just... And that's, I'm, that's my goal. So I'm glad that it yes. is coming across. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Well, I think that is going to bring us to the end of our show. Um, Until next time, catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. um, And until next time, we'll see you. Thanks again. Thanks, you guys. Thank you.